2: Hello there. It's
0: showtime. Picture it. Did I do that? three
1: Welcome to this week's all new episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. I'm Ryan Hunter, your host, and back again is the amazing Rob from Frunch with the Hollowells and Movie Geek and Proud. Hey Ryan, I'm back. Good to be back. Do you hear the excitement in my voice for you,
2: Rob? Yes, yes. Thank you. (laughs) It's about time I got another episode.
1: Last week, we had your co-host, Sean, on talking about X-Men, but I snatched you back.
2: Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm excited to talk about today's topic.
1: So we are making tonight a Blockbuster video night. Blockbuster had its 35th anniversary last month. I guess it's very fitting I am turning 35 next week. So, 1985 was the year of Blockbuster, and yours truly... And what can we say about Blockbuster Video? This is an institution that I feel like even people who have never been to a Blockbuster Video, like even they know about this legacy. And a matter of fact, our Rob here was a Blockbuster employee at one point.
2: Yes, yes. I was working for Blockbuster during my sort of early 20s and I worked for them for almost three years in three different locations in two different states. Wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll definitely talk about that
1: Before we get into that, the last time I had Rob on the show And we were talking about the Craft reboot So since then, both Rob and myself have watched the Craft yeah. And I'm gonna give it up to Rob here to to tell you his feelings Because he is a huge Craft fan
2: Well, it, it is one of my favorite witch movies And, uh, you know, because I did grow up with the original Craft You know, hearing about The Craft Legacy, as we discussed before, I I really went in this with a lot of critical mind with it. And so here's the thing. I actually ended up liking it more than I thought I would. Uh, Do I still want this movie to be called The Craft? I wish they didn't do that because this movie has so much potential that they honestly could have just done something original and it would have worked for this generation but right connecting it to the craft making it a sequel just brings in a lot of risky possibilities that it doesn't live up to be connected so many years later so right. I'm just going to give just a couple of good and bad things that I liked about it. Ryan and I already discussed this in full length, so hopefully it doesn't extend into this episode because I already know what he thinks about this. This is just for you guys, so we'll keep it really small. Good. I love the Gen Z sort of aspect to it. The dialogue, the setting, the look, the four women who were part of the coven loved all of that i thought all of their scenes together were great i think they all had their own voices bad we only got to know one of the four women three of them are in the background as singers and they don't get any kind of storyline except for one or two lines about possibly their personality or why they do magic other than that we do not get to know anything about this coven we only get to know the new girl, which is a complete waste, because the best characters of this film were those three other coven members. Um, Good. They use their powers more. They had a little bit more of a sort of defense with it. There was a lot of telekinesis going on. They also worked with their specific elements that they were given. It was a little airbender-y. Bad, and there wasn't enough of it. They barely did things as a coven, and when you did see it, it was in a montage. No, no, Right!
1: Yes, no, no. yes! And yes.
2: that, again, is another waste. Um, I'll give one more good. The Big Spell... That happens in the movie and it involves a bully. What they did with this character... Was everything. I love this spell. I love the outcome. I love what it did for this movie. And I love the, like, what it brought to the table. There was a lot that I did not expect them to do. And they completely flipped it. Now, this is me not giving any spoilers. So, unfortunately, you're not going to know anything that I'm talking about. But it involves the character of Timmy. And I just really enjoyed what they did with him. The bad is that it was a little too much of this woke dialogue and this sort of misrepresentated theme that the original craft didn't really want to get into. I don't, I don't know, it's weird, it's hard to describe, but there was mm-hmm. there, there's this overall theme that I think that this new movie was trying to convey through this coven and through its characters, but then the characters would end up just doing the same thing. And for instance, you know, this movie talked about consent and violation of privacy and all of this stuff. And these girls violated everything that they stood for within this film. And it it, it kind of sucks because um, I know that, you know, teenagers, they make mistakes. They learn from them. But again, if you have an overall theme from a writer's perspective that you want this message to carry out and then your main characters violate those, those themes and those... It's just weird. So I'm not exactly sure how I'm supposed to walk away from this. But here's the right. other thing right. is the movie was left open to a sequel because they purposely decided not to cover a lot of unanswered questions and they're not even guaranteed to get a sequel so it's like why would you write a movie in that tone if people may not even want you to continue so now I'm left with a whole bunch of stuff that they could have done and they chose not to because they think they're going to save it for another one so I don't know (laughs) that's my thoughts I'll leave it at that Ryan you know
1: and at this point though what are the odds that we actually are going to get a sequel because I've seen from the ratings that I've seen online, unfortunately this might not get the sequel
2: treatment but it it makes sense why the movie was called The Craft Legacy so I am accepting this title and I get it, however, I just wish that this was an original witch movie and it had no ties, because here's the thing, anything craft related from the original that was put into it not needed, not needed, the movie had so much originality to it that all of those nostalgic throwbacks was not needed at all, I didn't needed and this movie stood on its own it's just a shame they felt they needed to connect it to some legacy name and it's it's too it sucks too bad
1: I think that was the biggest problem the conversation that Rob and I had after I viewed it spoiler free of course but I had guessed who the villain would be right away I don't know if I was just lucky but so that was one of the things I guess, right away. But like Rob is saying, this cast is really likable. These girls are really likable. And I don't want to keep bringing up the Charms reboot, but it's the same thing. If they did not call this craft like Rob was saying earlier this would have been a really cool witch movie for this generation that's what really faulted this whole thing these just girls didn't take
2: a risk just couldn't take a risk and just do their own thing And so it sucks it sucks
1: so hopefully because even if they were compared right Rob if they compared this let's just say this was called gifted and people compared it to the craft that's fine it's a comparison it was a homage but the fact when it was labeled with this craft legacy it dooms it from the start unless you are really doing it up and I think the Last thing I will say for me was it's craft PG13 craft as opposed to an R craft movie. It's too happy for me. I remember saying that to Rob, it's like I was too happy during this movie. I think it was because the girls were really likable, and again, at the end, when without giving spoilers, they still they're character was tested, but I feel like they remained likable up until the end. So it's that's the problem. Take this craft name away.
2: <laughs> now you I liked it more than you did though, right? Is that is that where we're getting at? Because I remember from our conversation, it took a while for you to even latch onto it. Like you were not feeling this the whole time you were watching it for the most part. And you've grown into it a little bit, but it seems that you dislike it a little bit more than I do. Um, So would you rate this or recommend this to people?
1: And I think... What made me like it better was our conversation after because I got to think about the things that I did like, which were the girls, which were the again, the CGI, like we had mentioned prior to us seeing it, is what it is, I guess. it's a uh, it's a very cheap looking CGI. but again, CGI does not make a movie. So it, with that aside, I would recommend it to fans of the craft just because of, like Rob is saying, no spoilers, the legacy part of this. It, it, it is what it is. And especially maybe fans of this show, if anyone listens to this show regularly, you know, give it a shot and watch it all the way to the end. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah um I, I think this movie will serve better if it is given sequels if it is just a standalone unfortunately they just wasted a, a very potential good thing so
1: basically if this is a standalone it brought to the end the craft the legacy of the craft was ended with legacy <laughs> yeah, yeah but i am interested to see what a new generation would think of this
0: imagine the perfect video story it would have a great selection, right? Right! Over 10,000 videos. Three evening rentals, so no rush, no hassle. Facts checkout. 24-hour quick drop return, open late every night. Well, the perfect video store...
2: Welcome to Blockbuster
0: Video! ...is popping up all over the country. There's one near you.
1: Blockbuster Video. Wow! What a difference! So Rob, Blockbuster, I have a brief little history here. So the first Blockbuster opened in Dallas, Texas in October 19th of 1985. The founder of the company was a 29-year-old named David P. Cook. Later, Blockbuster was sold to Viacom in 1994. Currently, there is one Blockbuster video location still around, and it was privately owned, but they took on the Blockbuster name. When you hear the word Blockbuster, what comes to your mind? Is it a floodgate of memories?
2: It's a second home. (sighs) It's seriously a second home. I mean, anywhere that I lived in this world leading up to its closing, I lived close to to a blockbuster, and I had access to all of the movies that I would see. Now, a a little bit of a chunk of that is because I worked for the company as well. Uh, One of the locations that I worked at was literally down the street from where I lived. It took me less than four minutes to get to work for one of my locations, and so whether I was working or just going there to rent a movie, I was close by at all times, and it was amazing. So, second home. It really was for me.
1: Now, how old were you? Do you remember how old you were when you worked at Blockbuster? God, oh,
2: man, I think it was so I did the movie theater first and that was kind of after high school. Then I moved to so my first location was that it was in Georgia when I lived with my mom for a year and I took on a Blockbuster job. Now, that location was a bit far for me. It took a train and a bus to get to, Woo! oh, I forget the name of the mall, but it was in the same sort of plaza parking lot mall structure of the Magic Johnson Theater. So there was a Blockbuster near there and that's where I worked and I was 20. Good
1: age! Good age!
2: I was 20 when I started my Blockbuster career. (laughs) And then I moved back to Washington State and then ended up in two different locations before eventually getting a higher paying job. But yes, I took on Blockbuster for a long time.
1: Now was there a perk? Did they give you any extra rentals if you were an employee as yeah, your-
2: so what happened was each week we were allowed five rentals a week we could take home for free Ooh. and i don't think i don't think we were allowed to go in anything after i mean above five and if we were i guess we could rent it when it was officially released but as far as watching it before it actually hits the shelves we were allowed five and that did include games too.
1: Oh, okay, great. That was my follow-up. Perfect. So games as well. Mm-hmm. Did they do it that it was basically they wanted the customer to be the first first to get the let's say there was a new game out. Would they allow you to rent that, or was there any well, if any restrictions on what you rented?
2: From my understanding, as long as there were enough copies to go around and that they were you know returned back on time before the stuff came out, that you know it was good for us to sample all of this stuff so we know how to give our opinions about it. I mean, it's just like a a waiter or a bartender eating and drinking the new specials. They have to know what it tastes like in order to tell their customers what to expect. So it wasn't an obligation. It wasn't required. We had the choice to watch these films. But yeah, I mean, back then I had no life. This was was it for me. I wanted to watch movies all the time. And so I would rent my five and watch most of the new stuff that would come out. And that's how my, you know, my knowledge sort of started.
1: Thank you, Blockbuster. You gave us Rob and his (laughs) Wealth of knowledge.
2: but yeah what about you though what's your like what do you think
1: I think if there's any psychologists that are out there if they could interpret this dream that I have recurring, I feel like blockbuster has never left me because I have a recurring dream to this day that I have at least once or twice a week for years that I am going to my local blockbuster that was my first blockbuster that I went to at night in the snow and I'm walking around getting to look at all and their VHS stills in this dream. Getting to watch all these movies and look at these movies. So, it's ingrained in me. I don't know what this means. Evidently, I need a life that I'm searching for movies in my dreams or something like that, but I just feel like Blockbuster was such, like, it was like a second home. Especially weekends, going into maybe a holiday, renting some movies. I mean, we're in the Thanksgiving season now. I could remember my mom and my dad going, we're going to Blockbuster to rent some movies that we could watch when I'm off from school yeah i fill up your time video games i oh, god i just love blockbuster
2: <laughs> so this is you know for anybody who didn't get to experience the whole video rental thing this is this is kind of how i see it there is something very accomplishing and fulfilling to go, you know, when a movie comes out in theaters and you have to wait that six to nine months before it actually hits VHS and then soon DVD, there's an accomplishment of being like, I want to see this movie again. I have to go and actually work for this. I have to work yes. to get the titles that I want. And when you're going there, there's only a limited amount. A good new release, depending on how popular it was or how much money it made, you're lucky to get maybe 40 to 80 Eighty copies of one new film on a new release shelf. Was it Tuesdays?
1: Was Tuesday new release? Tuesday
2: Tuesdays was the new release day. Are you going to be one of those forty people to get a hold of this when it officially comes out? There's something accomplishing about that, and then there's also just being surrounded by all of that pop culture that makes it really well. I mean, you can't get that feeling scrolling through a streaming channel looking for titles. There's it's it's a little empty you're not looking at cover art you're not looking at a huge synopsis in the back you're not appreciating you know like the way that it's displayed on there's there's so much that you're missing from being at a location just searching for something that you want to watch I mean this also goes into back then when you felt very proud to like watch a movie at midnight before it came out yes officially yes. on Friday when you see a movie at midnight you You're one of a selected group of people. You're part of a club that gets to see it before everyone else. And at midnight, you know, like, there's something about just working towards that that makes the experience a lot better. And there are some people who will even today say that people would prefer to go to a theater than watch a film at home. There's something about the atmosphere at a theater that makes it worthwhile. And that's the same I thing agree. with a video store. And it's just something that you can't capture when you're at home scrolling
1: through movie titles. And that was one of the big draw when Blockbuster did come out. There was mom and pop video stores. I remember- I went to those. Which are fantastic. Yeah. St- nowadays, it's impossible really to find these, but if, if they're out there, they're still amazing. But besides that it was like the library and renting vhs tapes from there and then i I don't know if this was always a myth but i always remember my father saying that the tapes at the library would damage the heads of the vhs tape because they're so worn or dirty i don't even know if, (laughs) if this was a thing but they did sell tape head cleaners i remember at blockbuster but blockbuster had you know when a local store might have hundreds of vhs titles or whatever blockbuster had a massive collection for people. So if you couldn't get those new releases, you still had an army behind you of tapes and games to fill the void.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. It's interesting because like, you're going through the store and you're just, you know, so captivated by the artwork of these covers. And that's the other thing, too. It's like there are some websites that will feature an article or a story about the lack of imagination when it comes to movie posters now. Yeah, Because nobody cares about the cover art anymore back then it was essential to grab you as you walk through tens of thousands of titles which one is going to stop and make you hmm what is that yes. one about? and that's the other thing too is that we didn't really have much access to trailers also you couldn't just go online and be like oh this new movie what's it about let's watch a trailer you had to go on instinct you had to develop some kind of strategy to be like am I going to rent something that's good right and there was something exciting about that so brian tell me you go to blockbuster i want you to tell me what's going on how long does it take you to walk out with the movie oh my god like we're gonna do an evening at Blockbuster. What what do you do? You're going into a store. Bam.
1: Okay, so we're going into that door. We're going through those glass doors. We see lots of blue and yellow everywhere. There's usually someone right in the front that will say, welcome to Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, there was always the front desk where you would check out, but they would leave sometimes the rentals that were returned in the 24-hour dropbox that might not have gotten out yet to be put back on the wall. So sometimes you want to take a look at there if there's a certain movie that you were waiting for. Now, if this was not a new release day, it would just be, I mean, a free-for-all. There were so many areas, so usually you would go to the new release wall, see if they had the movie you wanted. And if not, oh my god, Rob. I can tell you, especially the horror section, when Rob said the covers were everything, I can still remember seeing these VHS tape covers with the most cool- Drawings on them for horror movies. And then you would rent the movie and it would be nothing like what the cover would be like, but those covers would just pop out. And that's what would make it harder because you not only do you have the covers to go through the back of the movie to see what the synopsis is, but then you also have video games. Then you have magazines. So I was always playing with those magazines, Fangora magazine. Oh
2: my God, the magazines. Yes. Rob, oh, that little magazines.
1: section mm-hmm. with the candy and the magazines buffy magazine charmed yes, magazine yes, all of them
2: my, all of them migrated through blockbuster for sure yes
1: so that's where i was able to actually even find those if it wasn't like a borders or a bookstore you could not find those certain magazines that blockbuster would withhold fangora was one of them could never find it in stores. The Buffy and the Charmed magazines could never find in stores. Blockbuster had them all. How
2: long would it take you to get through a store? Like, what's the average time it takes for you to get a movie? And, whoa, wait, okay, I'll say this. I don't know if the times are different if you're grabbing one movie versus two, but, like, how long does it take you to walk out of there with something? Oh,
1: my God. I would say a good 40, 45 minutes
0: at least.
2: So here's the thing, listeners, if you honestly think that is too too long to be in a in a store searching for something. I'm telling you right now, that's a minimum. That is minimum. It's especially if you go in without knowing what it is that you want. Now, obviously there are times when you go in and you know exactly which movie you're looking for, yep. and you grab it and you go. But when you're in there actually searching for something you don't know what you want, especially the genre, yes, 40 minutes minimum. Seriously, no joke. That is pretty much what I expected you to say.
1: Well, didn't you Also notice, depending on the blockbuster, because the original blockbuster, that was the one that the one I was talking about that I dream of, that was my childhood blockbuster that closed down when I was a teenager. And then we had a smaller blockbuster. So it was a little smaller and less selection. But the original one was so big. I feel like it could literally be at least an hour, an hour or more if you were in like one of the larger blockbusters. Mm hmm. It never ended. You found more and more and more. Yeah. So
2: I walk into a blockbuster. And first thing I do, first thing I do is I comb the new release wall twice
1: twice because he's prowling everybody
2: sure enough I'm gonna miss something the first time around but if I don't know what's coming out I'm going to do the new release wall immediately and the first part would be the new release that just came out that week right there'd be like three or four shelves specifically for the new release that came out that day and if it wasn't as popular or didn't get enough copies then it would get alphabetically put into the new release wall but everything new would be at the beginning. So bam, you hit that spot right away. Then You'd be like, okay, do I want this? Or do I want something that's been out a week or older? Then you go through the rest of the wall, right? Then you do it twice if you haven't picked a title. Sometimes, just to be safe, and this is the other thing, it's not like Netflix where there's a gazillion amount of copies to just order and have delivered you. Right. You You scour this wall, you have to grab maybes and hold them in your hand. Because if you don't do that and you come back and it's gone, that is on you. So you have to hold all of these maybes in your hand. Yep. Yep. To make sure your copy isn't gone. Now, I think also was was appealing was how many rows it got right um, you know depending on how many you know how much money it made if it made like half a wall that means it was a bigger title but maybe you've already seen it in theaters so you don't need that you gotta look for that small stuff some of these titles that go straight to video are they're gold they're so good some of them are just mocks of whatever's in theaters like Transmorphers Asylum and, yeah when you know Transformers came out it was Transmorphers and Titanic Titanic mocks and Jurassic Park mocks all of that stuff. Oh my god,
1: speaking of Titanic, that new release wall that Rob is talking about, when Titanic came out, I remember they even did, I don't know if you remember this, they did like a pre-order to own the movie at Blockbuster as well. This two VHS set, everybody. Never. But (laughs) that wall was packed with Titanic when it came out. But
2: that's the thing, you couldn't even fit it on an average shelf, right? Because you had the box and then the thing had to be Behind each other, so you had to put it on the side, the rubber or oh, like band. a rubber band, right, yeah, to it hold rubber it, rubber it together. To hold it together, exactly. So, yeah, you would do that, and then hey if you wanted to get another title. So, what I usually would do is I would get either two new releases or a new release and an old one. So then I would go through the horror section. Most likely, I would go through and rent another horror movie that I have not seen before, based on cover art, and take it home. And they were affordable, I think. And was what it, was it? Like, was I it remember
1: five dollars for new releases Releases and then and like two or three two fifty for two
2: fifty yeah something like that for the old favorites old favorites is what they called it and
1: at one point wasn't the new release covers red and the older ones were the classic blue and they were you could rent them for longer and the new releases were only two
2: nights so what I remember if I'm if I'm remembering correctly is that all of the casing was the white with the blue logo, but then you would put these red sliding papers in in the cassette blankets to signify that this is a two-day, two-night rental. That was it, or something, or one night.
1: And rewind that damn tape.
2: Right, yeah, like a two-night, one-day rental or something. So yeah, movies got this red paper slider in them. God, I cannot believe I just forgot about that until you just made it pop in my head. And that was the other thing, too, is that Blockbuster or these video stores, they forced you to watch them you know like we weren't caught in this oh I'll get to it when I get to it or I'm in the mood for this but then I'm not going to watch it now no if you rented these titles you had to watch them right away so you have to already be in a mood to watch a movie which again was very fulfilling because it comes so easy to us now there's no excitement to it there's no fun it was just like okay I'm just going to watch another movie Netflix or whatever and I'm fault of that you know like I don't watch movies as much as I used to especially with the same exact excitement And I just know that, okay, I want to watch one and see what I can find. But back then, you know, you got in the mood to get into all that. You made it like Ryan said, a Blockbuster evening. And the old favorites you could keep for about a week, if I remember correctly. Five, I days think
1: it was a about a week, right? Yeah. About five days, at least. Yeah. And that's where they were at. A lot of the old, especially for horror movies, that was the section that I know I was hitting up as well. Yeah. I feel like the newest thing with Netflix, I want to say like 8 out of 10 times not even watching a movie because I'm so overwhelmed by the sheer amount. And for some reason, I know I just said earlier that Blockbuster had so many things to go through but it's a different feeling I don't know if it's because you have to leave with something because you physically went there yeah and then you end up watching the movie but I am so overwhelmed with Netflix and they don't even let you read the descriptions now it's automatically already starting the movie you can change the settings on
2: that yeah I changed my settings on that I don't do the you know trailer thing some of them they do some of them they don't but for the most part yeah sometimes movie will just start
1: yeah okay now now I know I'm just the old man and that I'm not I'm not changing my setting
2: but you do make a point it is a little overwhelming and you know when you're just kind of searching through movies it's this click of your finger there's you're just getting kind of tired when you're doing it it doesn't require much energy there's no feeling in it you know no and again these movies aren't going anywhere because that's the other thing too is that as time goes by these new releases and the amount of copies are going to get shorter and then you know eventually not be as appealing anymore and then it's probably lost its game and you are like eh I didn't watch it within the first two weeks I'm not gonna watch it now like you had a system because every week a new movie came out you know So how often did you rent? Let's say in a week Like did you Would you see yourself there twice a week? Like when you return one Do you walk out with another one? Or do you wait until each Tuesday?
1: I think it definitely was Tuesday Was always a big thing I remember my mother also remembering that as well Even after school maybe we would Certain days we would drive up there on a Tuesday For a new release If something was coming out But yeah definitely I think is If you had time You were not using the 24 hour drop box You were going in Physically returning them and then searching for a new movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What about you, Rob?
2: So, me, it it would really depend. I think that when it came to a new release... Okay, I'll say this. Do you remember the rewards club or whatnot? So, it was like a $20 a, a month thing, maybe, and you rent a new release you get an old favorite for free oh see months. that was
1: fantastic yeah
2: like i think it also came with like a popcorn and candy and then Ooh. you would occasionally get a key yes. on and come back with that so i was a proprietor for that and so i would constantly use this this was the best system the new release and old favorites because what would happen is i would rent a new release of a movie i didn't see and then i would rent an old favorite which was a tv series
1: Ooh, smart. Because, That's where you get all this knowledge from.
2: Because the disc <laughs> would be, you know, the episodes would be separated by disc. So it allowed me to also binge a TV series through old favorites. And I was only paying so for smart. one. So yeah, so those smart. bundles were fantastic and you know the popcorn and so you get the tub and they put the candy in the movie in there and they send you on your way. (laughs) Right
1: because at one point and I do want to get into this later but I had sent Rob a training video from 1990 for Blockbuster but and I watched this thing like it was a soap opera again shows you how um, desperate I am for entertainment (laughs) but this woman the actress in this thing pulled out one of the old Blockbuster bags and she did this thing where I guess because you would have to walk through a metal detector kind of area yes yes so
2: metal detectors at video stores that's how big this was uh,
1: and the system that they had she pulled out this bag i recognized the little blockbuster plastic bag with the logo on it she put the candy and the vhs tapes in there and then met the customer at the door said be back remember to return these by friday or whatever by noon by noon
2: oh my god you're giving me so many flashbacks right now
1: isn't that amazing just the bag alone i was giddy seeing this blockbuster plastic bag i was like oh it's the bag it's the blockbuster bag and she's gonna give it to you by the door
2: (laughs) oh my goodness yes i remember all of this okay now ryan you never worked for this company so sometimes when you are not in the other person's shoes you don't understand their plight this goes to people who leave shit on the ground at a movie theater because there's somebody else to clean it i don't believe in that at all and yes i worked at a theater so maybe it's biased but you don't take your shit out if you can't
1: right now did you rewind
2: your vhs tapes don't lie to me
1: always always we had a rewinder one of those machines
2: i had yes i had a rewinder too at home
1: and we always rewound them because i feel like it was like a dirty shame if you didn't because they would remind you at blockbuster i feel like oh you didn't rewind your tape so i don't was there a fee was there a fee
2: well that's the thing i don't remember if i know the mom and pop shops did this but i can't remember if blockbuster punished you I think sometimes you had the possibility of leaving a note on their account if they were – You were shamed. So then (laughs) – yeah, I I would shame. I would shame a bitch. I don't care. I would totally shame if they didn't rewind because you know what will happen, okay? So – I'm going to get into this because I want to talk about like how it was at work. When I'm handed it. A- this is what I want
1: to hear. Yeah. These are the behind the scenes things that we didn't get to see people. So I'm so interested. So, okay. So before I get into that, I do have one other like last question
2: about this. And maybe you've already answered it in some way. But would you say it's harder to look for a movie at Blockbuster versus Netflix?
1: Ooh. N- I actually, and maybe because we're in our 30s, but I think the system at Blockbuster was so much easier. That's
2: so interesting.
1: I don't know why, because I guess I'm just like a, such a visual person. I like alphabetical order, the genre. I feel like now, I don't know, you just, you go to the genre and they just show you. And things with Netflix, I'm sorry you see the same shit on I I don't know why because they have millions of movies but especially with their horror section it's the same crap over and over again.
2: I have a feeling there's so many gems in Netflix but you have to search for them. They're not just going to have them in the row that especially on the app like if you watch it on your TV. Now if you're on your computer or an iPad or something it's easier to kind of scroll through a genre but when you're doing one row at a time like yes that can get aggravating so with that being said like it's easier to search for a blockbuster title and that's so hilarious because you're doing nothing but sitting at home in the comfort of your home using a remote but I'm sorry, it it's it's harder. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. So
1: And not as fun. Not as fun, people. Yeah,
2: it's not as fun. Okay, so here's the whole work stuff, right? Before I get into that, I just want to touch what we had just last talked about. So here's the thing. When a customer comes in and they hand you a movie instead of dropping it in the box, and maybe there's a person there who is in charge of constantly just checking in everything that comes in, rewinding them, and then putting them back, right? Like they're not on a till. They're not talking to customers, walking around their main goal is to have that Dropbox cleared. Cause if you had a customer come to you and be like, is this movie out? What the fuck? And then like, they're, they're in the back waiting to be checked in. They would get angry. Like I'm ready to go home. You have the movie back there. I want it. Right. So you had a person who would constantly do that. So when you're at a Dropbox, the customer comes in, they just, you know, hand it to you. You're like, I can take it. You don't have to drop it down when you take it. And then when you're also clearing out the Dropbox, you have to open up each cassette case to make sure the right movie's in there. Cause guess. Guess what? Customers didn't give two shits what box they were in. As long as it got returned to Blockbuster, you don't know how many times the wrong movie was in the wrong case. And then there were times when a movie of their own would end up in the case. And we would have to call them up and say, you still have a movie of ours out and yada yada. And then they don't even want to be charged a late fee when that crap happens too. It was so annoying. Oh, so what do you
1: do then? Did did you waive the late fee because they technically returned something? Well, so
2: um, apparently, (laughs) you know, Blockbuster... Blockbuster is a retail store, and in retail, you always have the power of negotiation and letting things slide. And so if it's a first offense, you know, you can take it off or whatever. It, it really depends on you and the customer, right? If they want to come with an attitude and demanding stuff, I'd be like, no, no, you're not getting it. But you would look inside and you would notice if that tape is rewound. And so trust me, they're getting the dirty eye, they're not getting the top customer service, they're not getting help. Me pers- Personally, they can kiss my ass when they return stuff that wasn't rewound. I would get so angry. And so, yeah, I watched for that stuff. And so, okay, <laughs> when I was working at Blockbuster, this is what happened. You would come in, and this is an hour before this the store opens, right? This gives you some time to get everything set up, whether you had to put out new stuff, maybe even set up. Oh, you know what happened? The night before, you would put up the cassette and the DVD cases, but the movies would stay behind the bar right and so everyone who maybe the last hour of us opening the store they would know what's about to be released the next day but all you see was the cases right so in the morning we then put the movies uh behind the cases to be you know ready for when we open but then it also gives us a little bit of time to do the drop box and depending on what week or what day that box can be super super full or maybe have two or one or two titles in there and then you would scan as much as you can. And then for me, I would line up everything on that curved blockbuster counter because it was curved and then like new releases and then all the old favorites, all in alphabetical order. And then you would like stack them up on top of each other and hold it like you're carrying a stack of books. And then you just return each movie one by one. And so the method was is that you always had to put them behind the cases that were at face level. So if you had a a shelf of movies like on the very top, that would most likely be the last place you would put them because you want them at arm's length and you don't want them hidden from people. But if they covered a whole wall, you start from the top and then from the bottom because you don't want people reaching down and, you know, all that good stuff. So that was that. And then afterwards, you count your till, you get ready to start the morning, and then you start the video. And so on the TV, it could be a numerous amount of things. Sometimes they would do advertisements of deals, and then they would show a music video. Or they will have some kind of skit in between and then again another advertisement sometimes maybe a commercial or two but then it would always come back to a music video so they would have music playing now if you were the cool store you put on actual movies to play in the background (laughs) and it could be a movie that was just released that time or something but it had to be PG like you couldn't put anything PG-13 so it had to be PG so sometimes you can put on a movie that just makes you laugh or people just or you know especially around the holidays. You would put on like a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie, if possible, and have that playing in the background. But for the most part, if they gave you a required Muzak tape or something to play, and then you would hear all of these old songs over and over and over
1: again. <laughs> and
0: it would I get remember.
1: so annoying. Them even selling blockbuster CDs. The soundtrack of the song from the movies that were at the time. And it was like a collection, but it was like under the blockbuster name. And you could purchase these CDs with the soundtrack, like the soundtrack of five different movies or Whitney Houston the right thing, from yeah. the bodyguard with.
2: Exactly. And you're right. Some of the music would most likely come from the movie of, you know, what just came out or whatnot. Um, I remember in the store in Georgia, there was a music video where we couldn't wait for a certain song to come on and then we, if possible we would just rewind it and play it over again and one of those songs was vitamin c's graduation <laughs> every time that song came on me and my co-worker at the time we just loved it we were like we gotta play that again sometimes a yeah. was like trivia but yeah we couldn't wait for that song to come on again
1: <laughs> Vitamin C saying, "Where did my career go?" Possibly, right? Yeah. Um, so, oh, go ahead. So, um, one of the questions that I know I had with, and we could cover this later, but if you have something else to add to it, but um, where there are certain customers that you became friendly with, that were repeat customers, that were ones that you knew what they liked.
2: So, this is why Blockbuster was pretty much my favorite job till today like i got to use the chosen skill that i wanted to you know be good at and that's having my knowledge of movies and how to rate them and how i can present them to customers to help them figure out what movie it is that they wanted and You bet your ass I had a following. So let's. So the store in Georgia, you would not believe. So I invested a lot in people walking out with a movie that they should have. Now, did they end up liking them at the end of the day? Who knows. It's 50-50. I think for the most part they enjoyed my opinions because they would always come back asking me specifically, "What should I
1: get?" Oh, that's great. And
2: there were people who knew me by name. They would come in and be like, "Rob, get from behind that counter. I need you. Let's go <laughs> through the let's go through them." And then I would know it because I used my 5 free rentals to watch all the new stuff, so I knew exactly how to tell them what to expect what to like what you may not like and I would learn their taste in the meantime and when that happened you know like they would come in and it'll just be like which one am I getting tonight yada yada (laughs) one of the Washington stores there were times when I would go in to either return a movie or re-rent something and I wouldn't be on the clock the people that were they would be like Rob I am tired of all these customers coming in asking if you're working today because you're not here and They're you're not here jealous. to help them. And yeah, they would just get so salty. They'd be like, Rob, everybody's been asking, are you working today? Cause you know what to get. There'd be certain customers who would come in and we would have the routine of scouring the new release wall. And I would point to, there was this woman specifically, like she literally looked to me for everything <laughs> and I would literally give her a list. I'd be like, that movie's good. That movie's good. And then by the end, she would rate them and be like, which one should I walk out with? There was even a couple who came in and they always valued my opinion about anything that they had in their hands. And they were so sweet. And one of them actually tried to give me a tip. And we were like, No, we can't accept tips. I mean, it was it was very fulfilling for me to have like that kind of relationship. But then there was this one couple who came in and they were like, We just recently had a dinner party and we brought you up in conversation. What? (laughs) (laughs) because they come to the video store to rent all the time and they were like there is this one specific employee who gives us all the good knowledge and it was it just felt so good it felt so good
1: how amazing yeah
2: it was great it was great
1: people were talking about rob over dinner
2: oh so blockbuster has actually done a lot for me so just think about that teenager who gets their first job and they work at the mall and then like all the cool kids go there and you can like flirt with them and you know give them stuff for free because you want to let them know you like that was blockbuster for me like i have met so many cool people in blockbuster that i ended up like hanging out with because i would frequently watch them how so, like, cool is that so there was this couple who would walk in and literally we re- re-rent because they wouldn't buy it for some reason they would just re-rent <laughs> mario party on 64 and i would constantly watch them i was like wow you're playing this again and they literally live down the street and i was like I would be totally down to play this game with you and I ended up like starting this like weekly club with them where we would play Mario Party like every week together and they frequent at Blockbuster Um, uh, the first guy I ever kissed was from Blockbuster uh,
1: yeah okay I was gonna ask in a way I was gonna say did you actually ever meet anyone romantically it's
2: actually, it's actually a very tragic story at the end of the day but I think that if it wasn't for him and our encounter that it would have taken me longer to come out and figure out what it is that I like sexually. And yes, there was this customer who came in and kind of rented stuff that I liked. And we had hinted on hanging out and he lived like in the apartment complex, literally behind the store. Oh, So yeah, so he was close by as well. So it was easy for me to just be like, okay, I'm clocked out. I'm going to go hang out, yada, yada. Again, it ends in tragedy, but it would have taken me a lot longer to because i wasn't old enough to go to a club you know like so my access to other you know gay people was very very slim so i got very lucky um there is a friend that i am still friends with to this day that i met at blockbuster he was scrolling through the new releases with his girl at the time and he asked me for my opinion about fantastic four now the this is
1: the original one of
2: The original with Jessica Alba and, and, you know, Chris Evans. And we got into a heavy debate about it, but it was in a fun way. And then all of a sudden I just... I guess attracted him to where he would come in and we would like debate more. And then we ended up being movie buddies and going to the movies together. And then I even went to his home for the holidays. Sometimes like it wow, went into, yeah. So like blockbuster was very important in my life. One more other story to tell you that happened at blockbuster. That was like super cool. So there was a very slow evening, not many people in the store. So I'm behind the till kind of doing my thing, the counter and There's this couple just sort of going through the video game section. Now, there are other people in the store, so I didn't know exactly what was going on. But that couple had checked out, and they left. And I'm kind of straightening up because we're going to close soon. And I look down and see a $100 bill before this couple left. I... I did not see this couple drop the $100, so I did not give it to them right away. I couldn't assume that it was theirs just because they were in that section. So I kept it, right? So here's the thing. I kept it, and I told myself if they come back and ask for it, then it's theirs. But if they don't come and claim it, it's mine, right? So I, I was watching them, and they never— Did They never came to me about it, and they checked out, and they left. And I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't theirs. Maybe it was somebody else's in the store. I don't know. But the woman of this couple came back in the store, and the minute I saw her face, I was like, I know what you're about to ask. And so she was like, did you see money drop? And so yes, I gave it to her. You know what she did? She goes, give me change. I'll take 60, and you keep 40. I mean, you want to talk about good karma. Like- Yes. Yeah. 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 So- wow. <laughs> so, you know, when it all comes down to it, right, um, there's one other like traitor secret that I'll give you. And I don't know exactly how secret this is. But to me, when I learned about this, when I started my job there, I was blown away because obviously I had rented from the store before working there. So the whole rule about movies needing to be back by noon, which, Ryan, honestly, do you think that is utter bullshit? should you have the right to keep it a full day or were you because nobody wanted to get up on a saturday or during work and have to return a movie before they go to work or during their lazy day. like so on, so honestly though would you have preferred to just keep it and return it whenever because here's the thing you titles would be out all the time you would never get what you wanted if they weren't turned back before the lunch rush honestly
1: but Yes, but you know what? St- the sticklers evidently that we were with rewinding, I guess this family was very by the book. We made sure we rewound it. We made sure it was by 12, like something was going to happen, like the police were going to come for us or something.
2: Okay, I have this back Saturday night before midnight.
1: Here's what I learned
2: from working at Blockbuster. Now, as we know, we have a rule about noon and we would charge your ass if it was not turned in on time because when you scan it, bam, your account gets hit and then a big blinking note will come up. They have a fee pay and sometimes they aren't aware of it and you have to blindside them that they're going to have to pay more and some are aware and they're like okay I know yada yada but anybody who comes oh. at you oh, anyone who comes at you and claims that they turned it in on time when they really didn't this is how you made sure get this everyone well so, so here's the thing when you if you were to turn your movies in anytime between 12 noon and 2pm okay. and 2pm the movie wasn't late it is a <laughs> (laughs) it's a grace period for us as employees to scan everything that comes in by noon
1: oh smart and get them
2: checked in and so any movie that could have been dropped in before 2 p.m was considered on time so if i i look up your account and there is a late fee on there it's because you turned it in after 2 p.m so fuck you you were late (laughs) Now, here's the other thing that could be a little tricky, and this is due to this is due to the specific store. We had the option of clearing out a Dropbox by noon and any movie that was in the Dropbox even at 1201. if we chose to, we would leave it in the Dropbox until after 2 pm to scan it for late fees because we knew for a fact that they came back after 12 noon or if we wanted to be nice and scan everything by 2 p.m everybody else gets a pass does that make sense but sometimes you need to teach sometimes you need to teach these fools a lesson if they come in at 12 30 and be like don't charge me late blah 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 i will set those on a counter and wait until 2 p.m and i'll scan them bitches afterwards they don't know that it's a 2 p.m grace period (laughs) all they know is is that this got 10 after noon. 12 it's noon so yeah you had until 2 p.m. My mind has been blown. I feel
1: like I've been lied to all this well,
2: time. Now, that somewhat indicate that, what, did we make sure that you were late on purpose to charge more money? No, we were not like that at all. We went by the honor code so much, but we also held people accountable who clearly came in after 12 and turned in a movie at, like, 1 o'clock. We wouldn't scan it until 2 when the computer would pick it up as a late fee. And that, again, is just following the rule.
1: Well, you know what happened to us twice and i remember now going back that we're sticklers ever my family is sticklers for putting things on time evidently there was twice that we had returned a movie and then somehow it was not scanned in and then someone else had rented the same movie and they were giving the late fee to us and saying you never returned that movie and we were like we returned it last week what do you mean so That actually did happen twice. So I'm assuming somehow it got lost in the gap. Yes,
2: everyone is not perfect at all. Sometimes you've got a row of videos just waiting to be scanned, right? And you take that scanner gun and you just bam, 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 bam. Sometimes you could miss one. And, you know, with customers and how busy it is, yes, we make mistakes and we definitely own up to it. Sometimes we could tell a customer, you still have a movie out. And they'll claim up and down, it's been turned in. Turns out it got put on the shelf without being scanned. And we would never know know until somebody right. grabbed it trying to rent it and then when we would scan it would be like oh it's connected to another account oh, so you
1: could figure out them yes
2: yes everything oh. would have a paper trail yes for sure and so yeah sometimes it would be on our bat and we had the right to waive a fee like easy as pie right that happened once and i got into a verbal confrontation that stopped the whole store like oh Like I yelled at this dude so loud and my manager, floor manager at the time, let me do it. She did not stop me. She didn't write me up for yelling at a customer because this man came in. He threw the doors open, almost broke it off the hinges and immediately came in pointing and yelling at me because I told his wife that her movie was late. It was my mistake. It was my mistake, but I told her the information that was told to me and he got offended like I dishonored his wife. Came in blazing and I was like, you don't ever talk to me like that because it's one thing to say like oh you made a mistake but it's another he said oh you just like making people sad and you like to like <laughs> like he went into this whole thing like i deliberately am a horrible person i was like you will not attack How my character get to the, from that to that when a late fee it's just all due out of anger and he looked at me like a kid and i was like i'm not the one like we didn't fight or anything and it didn't escalate to that point but the whole store stopped and everybody was just into this drama and yeah so i mean that's how ha- that's how big blockbuster was. When you get a late fee, they are
1: so offended
2: to get a late fee on their account. It they really think that was. Is like it was like you
1: shot sh- somebody or something. I have a late fee, and you know what else would happen? I don't know if they were supposed to do this. My older brother Michael is named after my father, and they have the same exact even middle name. So he would, I guess, rent movies on my father's account, saying my name is Michael whatever, and then my parents would get the late fees. <laughs> so they were not happy with. that wasn't there a limit wasn't it like kids movies you could rent like a certain amount or there was an amount of movies that a limit, right? You could write. Oh, you
2: mean with customers? Okay. From what I remember, I think it was like three to five, maybe depending. I don't know if your account had anything to do with it, but I, but yes, you're right. There definitely was a limit that you can only have a certain amount of movies. And I think it was maybe two to three new releases and maybe four old favorites or something. The new releases were limited, I think. But yeah, you're right. I think there was something
1: like that too. (laughs) I also remember a time with that Dropbox that this is when Blockbuster... So Blockbuster used to have the covers like Rob and I were speaking about earlier, which just would have the logo. And then in front would be the actual VHS cover or the DVD. Then later on, as when DVD got a little more popular, they would allow you to buy the DVD if you wanted to purchase it after you rented it. Do you remember that?
2: That, yes. Yeah. So I think there were times when your late fee was just so high, you might as well just keep it. And it's yours, you know, if you just pay this amount instead of paying a late fee and bringing it back. And I think it would either save you money or somewhat like that. Um, So that was also a thing. Also, do you remember, so when game consoles came out... Oh, yes. You had to leave a $100 deposit to rent out a full-on game system from a video store store
1: i could only imagine i can i luckily i never had to do that but i remember they had those huge boxes right big
2: giant so i did that right with my brother and we rented a playstation and we played metal gear solid Ooh and this is, again, part of the excitement of going to a video store. So we rented Metal Gear, Metal, Metal Gear Solid. And one of the first puzzles, you had to type in this specific frequency to talk to someone. And when you rent a game, they don't give you the game case. They just give you a generic blockbuster case. But for people who bought the game, the answer to that frequency was on the back cover of the game. But since we rented the game, we didn't have the code. We had to to get in the car and drive all the way back to blockbuster just to get no. the frequency and continue the game do you know how espionage and spy i felt the fact that i had to leave my house in order to solve a puzzle in a video game that's how heavy it was metal Gear solid was very good about that they were cool with their puzzles and the answer was on the back of your case so that was super meta
1: i remember for a while blockbuster would give you the game Pamphlet as well, but yes, then the either people would not return them, yeah, and so they, they would doing steal it. them, and then yeah. yes, then you were screwed, especially yeah. if it said, "Look at the map in the game pamphlet" or yeah. something like that. Exactly. I remember it was so funny. Speaking of the Dropbox, my mother bought, I think it was like Sisterhood of the Ya Ya. I don't even know. Remember the what is it? yaya Sisterhood or yeah. whatever. Yeah. From Blockbuster, the late fees were due on the new releases my father brought everything back, including the Yaya sisterhood into the drop box and then dropped just this new, it wasn't even opened. It was like a brand new Yaya sisterhood. Whatever oh, that's that funny. But so he just returned everything. That's how bad, I guess it was. Oh God, 12 o'clock is coming. Just grab <laughs> we everything. Grab and- the DVDs. Um, but I remember the previewed games and the previewed, videos. Oh my god, Rob, I freaking loved buying previewed movies from Blockbuster because mm-hmm. you could find some old movies that weren't available anymore especially horror section you could find some really cool old horror movies to buy for like what $5 dollars nine ninety nine, 99 if even
2: yeah no I, I totally remember all of that and um, what what's funny about the previewed ones is especially when you like trying to buy them you know you've got the red sticker and they were <laughs> so cheap and you just started this own company collection of all of these like older titles that you had no idea even existed and yeah there were some really good ones out there and I learned well, I didn't learn but I was exposed to a lot of different taste and, and style in, in film which is probably why my taste is so out of control is because I basically rented everything that I could get my hands on And yeah, it was fun. Like, as when it's time for me to close, I would just go through my section and be like, taking these home. And then you had another employee like check them out for you. And then you just leave. And yeah, it was great.
1: did you ever find VHS tapes or DVDs that were hidden by a customer maybe oh, to like find?
2: <laughs> no, I would hide. Like if there were a time when um, I found a movie and I didn't have enough money or or something would happen, I would hide it under like the worst movie ever that nobody <laughs> would rent. And then I would come back and and find it there and be like, okay, who it's still there. And that's what sucks too is because when you're an employee, you can actually look up how many, Are left or should be on the shelf, and so when that number didn't reflect what was on the shelf, clearly somebody was either holding it or hiding it
1: behind another movie. So, I mean, could it have been stolen as well?
2: Yeah, that's also a case, and we had our fair share of people stealing stuff from our store. There have been times where they would literally just run through the metal detector, like, and just bolt, like, and we couldn't do anything about it. I mean, they're just videos, right? Don't risk your life for a VHS tape; it's not that serious. But yeah, but so look, at the end of the day, you know. I think that most ventures and businesses and ways that we did things run its course. And I don't think that Blockbuster or just video stores in general lost its edge and then died. It's just there was a more convenient way of, watching movies and blockbuster had a lot of competition you know and that's why i even left the company when i did is because it oh. became super corporate it wasn't about getting the customer the movie that they want it was about selling and it was about bundle buying and it was about people getting into clubs and i had to wear the shittiest ugliest apron on the floor and i had to bother people and be like excuse <laughs> me have you heard of i'm like no this This is not what I signed up for.
1: Oh, no. I read that somewhere along the line Dish bought it to try to save Blockbuster near the end.
2: We had um, a, a, you know, superintendent, a corporate leader, somebody come to our store and just break the news that we're going to be selling stuff. And there's this cheesy way of like, here, this is how you're going to sell. And you had to have numbers too. Like if you didn't have numbers. And I'm like, no, 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 that is not what I signed. So just the idea of going to a video store now well... Oh to me was not really that exciting anymore because it was people bothering you to make sure you join clubs and I I didn't want to do that and my goal was to have my own store like I wanted to be a manager and have my own store like I was invested and then it turned corporate I was like I'm out of here and so it just became convenient but there are still a lot of people out there who remember the good old days about a video store and would still make the trek to go to one even if you had that shitty little two rows at Safeway of renting videos you would do that and you know red box came out and all that stuff like it makes sense that we transition into a more digital age but It's not for a lack of video stores suck. It's just how the world works. So at the end of the day,
1: I think video stores were always and will always be like amazing. And that's why people have such nostalgia for it. There's so many videos on YouTube about people just talking about memories of video stores or going into abandoned video stores. Interesting fact, um, this was a tweet from Blockbuster from November 11th, 2013. The last blockbuster rental 11 9 in the hawaiian store at 11 p.m was this is the end
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nice, that? a movie with seth rogan and james franco weird though how fitting that was and i did also read a, a little fact that said that blockbuster could have bought netflix but declined
2: well yeah i don't know too much about the business side of things i do remember that blockbuster did try and channel sort of the magic and create their own own dvd and game club and send you films that you couldn't and and i guess the benefit above netflix was that you didn't have to mail your dvd back you can take it into the store and exchange it for a new release or something I and think so, that's a great idea. That's like And a- it was a good idea. And I did it. I did the deal. And yeah, it worked for as long as it could. But the thing is, is that Blockbuster didn't have a large mail-in DVD catalog. And so you were very limited with the titles in Blockbuster. Mm. Unfortunately, Netflix just blew up with their catalog. So
1: how sad is that?
2: How sad is that? But today I'm wearing a t-shirt with a Blockbuster logo that says, Never Forget. And I will never forget I mean, Blockbuster will always be a huge part of my life.
1: That's why I'm so glad Rob is doing this episode with me. I did watch this Blockbuster training video from 1990. If anyone wants to see something that's hysterical and riveting, it's on YouTube under, there's like multiple copies of this blockbuster Mm -hmm. training video. Just to see how they had trained employees to talk to the customers in some ways and engage. Well, if they're out of this movie, you should say Robin Williams is also starring in this movie. You know, we don't have that.
2: Yeah, that's what, I mean, I don't remember the training video from that specific one because I did watch a few minutes of it, but i mean that was my that was my own strategy is that you know be like hey you like this comedy you're gonna like this comedy or like you said a star isn't is isn't another like yeah i th- that was always what you did and so yeah that's why i gravitated to the like the reputation that i had is because i knew a lot more to be like well, you gotta watch this come on now because they'll come back and return stuff and be like you liked it right did you like it you know like i would literally talk to them like friends like you love this okay well then i have another one for you like <laughs> That's what you do. That's what you do.
1: It is wonderful to build that community in that sense because you do know what the people like. They like you. They like Rob enough to invite him over. So see how likable he is. <laughs> bring home a Rob. You go for a movie, you bring yeah. home Rob. <laughs> but this training video, everybody, please, it's sixteen minutes. This shows you Blockbuster and its heyday. And a matter of fact, one of the customers, this woman's like, "You never have any of the new releases that I want." <laughs> And I'm like, damn, Brock Bluster's even bringing it up to them, the getting you trained to know like <laughs> you aren't gonna have those those new releases that people want.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: And also they mentioned that they do rent VHS players, which was something that I also forgot was a thing.
2: Yeah, no, I do remember that. I, thank God, didn't have to be the one. Because I think, I can't remember if managers were only allowed to do that or something. Or you needed a code from them because it just dealt with a lot of money and
1: handling. They but, were behind the desk, right? Like yeah, the front or something like
2: that. I personally didn't feel too comfortable renting them out to anyone. It was just me saving my own ass and not being caught in a way of, like, miscounting something or giving them something. Like, I just didn't want to be
1: a part of that. I just... But what I mean, considering how much it must have been to rent the actual unit, like were there people actually going to Blockbuster that didn't have a VHS tape player? I mean, isn't that the whole point of going? Because you have a V. I mean, I would. Well, I assume. think you know,
2: some people would just not watch movies that often, and it would ah. just be like a special occasion, and or maybe one broke. I have no idea of the access we had to certain, you know. And I think that VHS players were very expensive to where you couldn't yeah, just go out were. and buy one just when one broke you know like that cost
1: a lot of money to replace you just rent one for the day because the woman said we didn't see you in a week Mrs. Robinson and she's like were you out of town <laughs> no my VHS player was in the shop and then she said something like can you imagine I had to make conversation with my husband oh my god anyway <laughs> but she the one of the things that they reminded the woman that worked at Blockbuster was she could have reminded them that they could rent a Blockbuster unit player if next time the woman's VHS player is in the shop
0: (laughs) with thousands of great movies at great prices Blockbuster Video has something for everybody Blockbuster Video thousands of great gifts at great prices for everyone on your list
1: Next week, we will be on break until the first week of December, and we are coming back with all new holiday episodes of the Radical Retro Rewind, which is including Sailor Moon Hearts in Ice, the movie, Pee Wee Herman's Christmas special, and He-Man and Shira's Christmas special. I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to everyone that celebrates. I know I am thankful for all of my listeners and for making a friend like Rob, who is one of the the best co-host you could ever ask for. And I'm thankful that he puts up with me and comes on this show.
2: <laughs> no problem at all. I had a blast. It was fun going down memory lane of
1: Blockbuster. So yeah, can't wait to come back. All right. So we will see you guys in two weeks when we return the first week of December with all new Christmas episodes. If you want to reach Rob.
2: So I have two other podcasts, Movie Geek and Proud, which will officially come out of hiatus in early January. I'm very excited to come back and talk about my unconventional taste in movies, and we are still in the mix of our Charmed recap podcast brunch with the Hollowells. We're on Twitter at Bwth Podcast and on Movie Geek and Proud MGNP Podcast.
1: And you can reach the Radical Retro Rewind on Instagram at radicalretropodcast, one word. Hopefully the week of Thanksgiving, we will be posting. Maybe there'll be some kind of fun post during that week. Just keep an eye out. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you too have your own blockbuster night. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: Well, as usual, you're out of the new releases I wanted.